the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. When it comes to your standing with God, you know, you don't determine where you stand with God in any way whatsoever. You see, actually, it's the other way around. It's God who determines all of this, as we'll see today on Abounding Grace with Pastor Gary Wagner. In Galatians chapter 3, Paul tells us that when you are saved, God determines your significance as his child and as forgiven. You see, you cannot justify yourself. Rather, God does that. Pastor Gary Wagner today takes us back to Galatians chapter 3. We'll focus in specifically on verses 1 through 15 in a message called The Power of the Cross. Join us there, won't you? For today's broadcast of Abounding Grace, here's Pastor Gary. At the heart of the Christian faith lies this fundamental truth. And this is a quote by Abraham Kuyper, one of the great reformers of Holland. He said, Our state, our place, our lot for eternity depends not upon what we are, nor upon what others see in us, nor upon what we imagine or presume ourselves to be, but only upon what God thinks about us, what he counts us to be, what he, the almighty and just judge, declares us to be. Postmodern men and women will not rest in God's judgment concerning them, but day in and day out, they seek for rest in their own estimation of themselves. This is especially true of many professed Christians today. They confidently consider themselves saved because they've had some certain experience or felt holy emotions of some sort, or because they think of themselves as less sinful than perverts, abortionists, and drug addicts. All these attitudes have one thing in common. They insist on determining their standing with God according to their own accounting and assessment rather than according to what God counts them to be. And Kuiper goes on and says, Instead of learning as dependent creatures the honor of determining their status to their sovereign king, whose they are, they sit as judges to determine it themselves by their own progress in good works. They insist on justifying themselves before God, telling God their reasons why God should consider them not guilty and not deserving of punishment, rather than being justified by God himself, letting God tell them why he counts them not guilty and not liable to punishment through faith in the Lord Jesus Christ, end quote. In other words, and this is fundamental to the Christian faith, you and I are not what we think we are. We're not what we say we are. We're not what we are convinced we are. 
We are what God says we are, and he has spoken in reference to every one of us. In our fallen condition, we stand before God and are declared by God to be guilty, condemned sinners, regardless of what we think of ourselves. By faith in Christ alone, we stand before God and are declared by him to be justified and not guilty forever, regardless of what we have done or who we are or what we will ever be, or what we will ever do. Self-justification damns the person guilty of it because it is based on man's faith in himself. Justification by God through faith in Christ saves because it is based on the work and worth of Jesus Christ, not on the worth and work of man. And this is the essence of the most important issue of the 21st century, And it was to explain this point that the book of Galatians was written two millennia ago. Last Sunday, we began looking at Galatians 3. And we saw that Paul is making the case, and doing so quite convincingly, that this fundamental truth that we are what God counts us to be, not what we determine ourselves to be, is the perspective of the entire Bible. So let's take a few minutes to review. In this third chapter, Paul quotes verse after verse from the Old Testament to confirm what he is saying to the Galatians. You don't determine your own worth. You don't determine your own significance. You don't determine your own definition of yourself. You don't determine your own standing with God in any way whatsoever. As for a standing with God, your assessment of your own significance is irrelevant at best. It is God who determines your significance. And it is God who determines the way you relate to Him. And it is God who determines your standing before Him. And this is the testimony of the entire Word of God. For instance, notice in verse 6, Paul quotes Genesis 15, 6 about Abraham, which says, Abraham believed God, and it was reckoned to him as righteousness. Now notice, was reckoned is passive. This isn't something Abraham reckoned or considered concerning himself. This isn't an assessment that Abraham made, him saying, now that I believe in God, I count myself as being accepted with him. So Abraham believed God, and it was God who reckoned to him righteousness. Abraham's standing with God is not determined by Abraham's reckoning, but by God's reckoning. Look at verses 7 and 9 of chapter 3. It says, therefore, be sure that it is those who are of faith who are the sons of Abraham. So then those who are of faith are blessed with Abraham, the believer. Why is that so? Why is it in order to be blessed by God, you must have the same faith in the same Christ that Abraham had? It is because the only way by which God will declare anyone not guilty and bless them as his children, is through faith in the Lord Jesus Christ. And when you put your faith in Christ 
at that moment, God determines your significance as his child and as forgiven. Look at the eighth verse. In the eighth verse, God himself interprets the promise that he made to Abraham back in the book of Genesis. He said, the scripture, foreseeing that God would justify the Gentiles by faith, preached the gospel beforehand to Abraham, saying, all the nations shall be blessed in you. He didn't leave it up to Paul's own interpretation or ours. He said, do you know what I meant, Paul, when I said to Abraham centuries ago, all the nations shall be blessed in you? He said, I was talking about justification. I was talking about the same gospel I called you to preach. That under my grace, through the preaching of the gospel, by means of faith, non-Jewish nations and peoples of the world shall be justified and declared not guilty by me and accepted into my family. Because as this world is evangelized, and as the gospel goes out, more and more the peoples of this world are going to put their faith in the Lord Jesus Christ. And when you put your faith in Him, God says through Paul, regardless of who you are, regardless of what you have done, regardless of what you will ever do, God counts you righteous. And that is all that matters. Then in verses 10 and 12, Paul quotes two more Old Testament passages from Deuteronomy 27 and Leviticus 18. And he does show, does so to show the impossibility of self-justification. You cannot justify yourself. You cannot convince God of your worth and merit by good things and trying to please him. Because none of those things count for anything with God. Notice in verse 10 what he says. For as, many are, for as many as are of the works of the law are under a curse. For it is written, cursed is everyone who does not abide by all things written in the book of the law to perform them. The only thing that impresses God is 100% obedience from the heart. From conception to death. So that if every second of your life, you love God with all your heart, soul, strength, and mind, and your neighbor as yourself, and you never decrease the intensity of that love and the perfection of that obedience, you're in. But no one is capable of that. No one has ever done it. And no one ever will. So in Leviticus 18.5, quoted in verse 12, it says, However, the law is not of faith. On the contrary, he who practices them shall live by them. The law cannot save anyone. It never has saved anyone. It only condemns us for breaking it. Now we come to verse 11, which we didn't actually have time to look at last week. And now Paul quotes the prophets. He's been quoting first from the Pentateuch, and now he quotes from the prophetic books toward the end of the Old Testament. He quotes here from Habakkuk 2.4 to show that the entire Bible says that your standing with God depends upon what God declares you to be, not on what you say about yourself. 
So there in verse 11 of Galatians, he says, now that no one is justified by the law before God is evident. In other words, it is clear as a bell. Everyone should be able to see it. There is no reason not to see it. And then he quotes Habakkuk 2.4 as if to say, this one verse is all I need. This one verse makes it absolutely evident that self-justification will not get you to God. That trying to impress God with how good you are gets you nowhere. Because as he says, the prophet says, the righteous are just shall live by faith, not by works, not by obedience, not by love, not by charity. The just shall live by faith. Now that's just an abbreviation of the text. So let's turn back to the book of Habakkuk toward the end of the Old Testament. And I'll read Habakkuk chapter 2 verse 4. Habakkuk chapter 2 verse 4 Behold, as for the proud one His soul is not right within him But the righteous will live by his faith And the context of many of these books in the Old Testament Is judgment, just like here God is pouring out his judgment upon his people. And you see that in the first few verses of Habakkuk chapter 3, or 2, sorry. And he explains in the first two sentences, judgment is poured out. And then in the last sentence, he points out how to escape it. Behold, as for the proud one, his soul is not right in, within him, but the righteous or the just will live by his faith. Now, what is the point he is making? He is showing us how by how he is showing us how the righteous person can live without fear, without being threatened by the judgment of God. God's judgment had fallen upon Israel. It was falling upon Judah because of her apostasy and rebellion against God. And the people should be shaking in their boots in terror at the thought of the desolation of God's judgment, of what it could bring. But in the midst of all this turmoil and of God's judgment, the righteous person can live without fear by faith and not be threatened by that judgment that will destroy everyone else. Now notice the contrast. The contrast is between the proud and arrogant person who is destined for divine judgment and the righteous person whose destiny is God's favor. And Paul does the right thing in quoting this passage of Scripture in the book of Galatians. Because anyone who believes in self-justification is arrogant. Anyone who believes he can convince God of his own worth and convince him that he has enough merit to be accepted with God, that whole perspective on life is rooted in a love for self and an idolatrous trust in self. So any attempt to make ourselves worthy before God is rooted in arrogance and pride. So when the person seeks to interpret himself, or yes, I'm sorry, interpret himself before God according to his own wisdom and his own righteousness because he is arrogant, his future is condemnation 
and judgment, just like Israel and Judah. But when a righteous person seeks to live by faith in Christ alone, casting himself on the mercy of his Redeemer without any concern for any worth or merit or any obedience he gives to God, then his future is God's favor and God's blessing. That is the contrast being drawn here, which has a solemn application, which is this. Everyone without exception not justified by faith in Christ alone, will be destroyed by God for the arrogance of their self-trust. Everyone in the whole world, except those who are justified by faith in Christ alone, will be condemned for their arrogant self-trust, regardless of whatever else they are. You see, Habakkuk is making the point here, That you are what God says you are. And if you are seeking to justify yourself before God, God declares you to be arrogant and worthy of condemnation no matter who you you think you are or what you think of yourself. And if you have put your faith in the Lord Jesus Christ as your only hope for salvation... Resting in Him alone for that salvation. Believing what the Bible says about God is true. And then praying that Christ would be those things to you. If you are resting in Christ alone, regardless of what else you have ever done or ever will do, God declares you to be saved, forgiven, accepted as His child. And beloved, nothing in time or eternity shall separate you from his love. The only thing that matters is what God says you are. The righteous by faith will escape the judgment that will destroy everyone else. Now Habakkuk makes the point that this protection that he's going to receive from God that is going to judge his nation and this righteousness that characterizes his life And the truth that he has in his Redeemer all originate with God. He can't take credit for any of it. He doesn't point to himself at all. Constantly throughout his book, he looks away from himself to the Lord's intervention. He doesn't take credit for anything. His focus is not on himself. Oh, I'm I'm righteous. Why? Because I'm a good guy. No, because of God. I'm protected. Why? Is it because I'm shrewd and astute and know how to maneuver myself in this world? No, it is because of God. I have faith in Him. Why is it? Because I conjured it up myself. No, it is the gift of God. Notice in chapter 3 of Habakkuk, verses 18 and 19. He looks away from himself and he says... All I have, I owe to God and his intervention in my life. He says, yet I will exalt in the Lord, not my own merit or work. I will exalt in the Lord. I will rejoice in the God of my salvation. The Lord God is my strength. In other words, without his strength, I couldn't even believe And he has made my feet like hinds feet and makes me walk on high places. 
So Paul takes this one verse and says, all I need to refute the legalist, all I need to refute those who self-justify themselves is Habakkuk 2.4. The just shall live unthreatened by the judgment of God through faith in Christ alone and not because of anything right they do. So we see through these passages The entire Bible teaches the impossibility of self-justification before God by any means and the certainty of the eternal acceptance with God and justification by God through faith in Christ alone. Now we come to verses 13 and 14 in Galatians chapter 3. And these verses are precious verses, but they also are very informative verses And showing us how God can be just and the justifier of him who believes in Jesus. You know, people have a problem with that. They ask, how can God be just and righteous and still declare a sinner whom he knows to be a sinner righteous and save the moment that person believes in Jesus? And the person doesn't have to do anything else. I mean, did God just forget about the fact that he said, the soul that sins shall die? Did he just forget about the fact that the wages of sin is death? How can God take a sinner and treat him as if he wasn't a sinner? Just because he believes in Jesus. How can that be for God to be just and the justifier of him who believes in Jesus? Well, verses 13 and 14 Tell us how that can be. It says, the basis of our salvation, once again, is not in us, not in anything we do, but it is in the death of Christ. Listen, verses 13 and 14. Christ redeemed us from the curse of the law, having become a curse for us, for it is written, Cursed is everyone who hangs on a tree in order that Christ Jesus, the blessing of Abraham, might come to the Gentiles so that we might receive the promise of the Spirit through faith. So the basis of our acceptance with God is the sacrificial death of the Lord Jesus Christ. So let's talk about the necessity of that death. Why the Lord Jesus Christ had to die on a cross. Let's talk about the nature of it. What did that death accomplish? Why did it do what the Bible said it did? And what are the effects of it, the benefits of it that we experience in our lives today? So first of all, what was the necessity for it? Why did God send his son Jesus to die such a miserable and excruciating, embarrassing death of the cross? Well, the reason is because self-justification is impossible. If there was any other way whatsoever by which we could enter God's favor and be reconciled to him, Christ would not have had to die on the cross. This is the greatest testimony to the impossibility on our part of even trying to impress God with who we think we are. If you can impress God that you are good enough to get in, Jesus' bloody death on the cross was totally unnecessary. But because you cannot impress God with your worth, 
And because you are under the curse of God's law, having broken it time and again throughout your whole life, if God is to save sinners and was determined to save sinners, there was one way open to him, and that was the sacrifice of his own son. And that'll bring us to the end of our time today here on Abounding Grace with our teacher and pastor Gary Wagner from Reformed Heritage Church in San Jose. Thank you for joining us today. It's our hope and prayer that we've been able to encourage you in Christ and stimulate your walk in Him. To address questions, comments, prayer requests, or concerns, please call or write to us. We'd love to talk with you. 408-866-5607 is our phone number, 408 408- Eight six six five six zero seven. You're also welcome to visit our website. Drop us an email when you do, reformedheritage.org. Real simple, reformedheritage.org. A lot of information there about who we are. We would invite you again to stop by, reformedheritage.org. Or if you're writing to us, the address is PMB, post mailbox, 402, and the address is 1484 Pollard Road, Los Gatos, California, 95032. That address can be found on our website, reformedheritage.org, or again, simply call 408-866-5607. Copies of today's program are just $5. Mention today's date, and we'll get a CD out to you. And please remember that we are listener-supported which means when you link arms with us financially, we're able to continue the ministry here on this station. It's a great way to study God's Word together, isn't it? And we'd love to continue to do so. Would you prayerfully consider how God might be leading you to partner with us? We'd love to hear from you. Again, won't you call 408-866-5607 or reformedheritage.org. Sunday services, by the way, if you'd like to join us, are 2 in the afternoon. We're located at Lone Hill Church, 5055 Lone Hill Road in Los Gatos. Directions can be found at our website, reformedheritage.org. Again, Sunday services are at 2 p.m. Further information can be found again at reformedheritage.org or by calling 408-866-5607. Thank you for joining us. Until next time, God bless. Star General Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.